Hello, my name is Aisha Chambers. I'm from Sandy Bay, Jamaica, and you're listening to Between the Ladies. The Ladies are two educators on a journey to learn, share, and apply effective literacy practices. The podcast is part of their professional learning network for conversations to support, scale, and sustain literacy in the classrooms. Hi, I'm Tracy Doe. I'm Ashley McGrath. And you're listening to Between Between the the Ladies. Hello, we are now on our first podcast and we're back home in the LA area. Um, I was fortunate enough to be joined by Ashley and Dr. John Stallman on my flight. So Ashley, tell us about your journey or more like your story about how you you and Dr. John Stallman ended up on my flight back to <laughs> LA. <laughs> yeah, so on Friday, uh, Tracy was flying out of JFK um, like at 9 o'clock, right? And yes. I think my flight was 6 o'clock LaGuardia. I think John's flight was like 5 o'clock. Um, so I called John and I asked if we could travel together to the airport. And John was very adamant about taking the subway. But there was like two transfers and a bus ride. And I said, can we just take a shuttle? And he was like, fine. We get on the shuttle that <laughs> came 30 minutes late stopped six times to pick up different people um, and there was so much traffic one road was blocked by the police we turned this other <laughs> street was blocked by fire trucks this other street was blocked by a plethora of FedEx trucks um, so and after being in the shuttle for three hours we had to get out of the shuttle in the middle lane in the middle of New York traffic run out of the street onto the sidewalk um, we missed our flight John had to change the flight change us to actually fly out of JFK in the completely opposite direction. Um, He had to carry two 50-pound suitcases. um, One filled with. (laughs) One filled with stuffed animals for the upcoming phonics um, unit. (laughs) And um, we ended up being on Tracy's flight, and we made it home um, from New York City after 17 hours of travel. But I think that was the universe telling us through the amazing this amazing race um, <laughs> that there the universe always wants to bring us back together right Tracy yes hence hashtag full circle hashtag full circle yeah, I just you know I always kind of laugh about how we first met and here we are working in the same district now doing our podcast so yeah I think it was really meant to be for us to be here so I think so too yes so um we we were trying to figure out what our first podcast should be about we had we threw out so many ideas and especially being at TC this week we learned so much but we kind of just want to focus on our journey with readers workshop and what that really means for us at um, Jellic and Roland Elementary and definitely as a district so um, Roland Unified were um, was fortunate enough to be able to attain some classroom libraries K6 and at Jellic we already we purchased the um, below benchmark levels through TC and the district is also giving us the uh, on on benchmark levels. So we have a plethora of books that are coming our way that some already, we already, sorry, we already have some of them and another batch coming soon. So I feel like we are very fortunate to get these classroom books, but at the same time, what does it mean for us as a district to get these books and what are we supposed to do with them? How do how, what, what are the students supposed to do with them? So those are some of the questions that I have in my head right now when it comes to classroom libraries. Yeah, one of the sessions that I attended at TC last week was about 
absolutely nothing matters more than creating a classroom library that helps readers grow with purpose and passion. And there are five foundational beliefs that we have about classroom libraries. The first being classroom libraries are the heart and soul. Um, this is where students go that says reading matters, you matter, right? Um, classroom libraries are living, breathing, and changing constantly. And this one made me think a lot um, because I think I've been in a lot of classrooms, and I know my classroom library started out like this too, where you come in and the library is totally beautiful. There's labels from teachers paid teachers, and all the books have a place. Um, but I think I've been thinking a lot more about how our classroom libraries um, are changing constantly based on how our readers change, right? Library for the readers that we expect, but we need to curate the libraries as we meet the as we meet our readers. Um, so I've been thinking about, a lot about that. The third foundational belief being that the classroom library is ours. Classroom libraries are community property, right? Um, they talked about one teacher who sent home an index card with their fifth grade class, and the kids brought back the index card as a label of the books that they wish they had in their own libraries, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I've been thinking a lot about um, coming into Roland Elementary and knowing that I'm going to have one on level classroom library for my class um but to me like i was like oh that's not enough we need more books right and so i've been fundraising a lot to get a lot more books but i've been thinking more about maybe i need to take a pause right and and wait and see what my readers are like and then i can start getting more books that are more reflective of their needs and wants um the fourth foundational belief was about classroom libraries being for usage and not storage. And I think um, when you have a lot of books, the bins that you have in your in your library, they start to get really full and really heavy, right? But what are we saying to kids, especially our primary kids, when they're the bin is so heavy that they can't even carry it, right? And so I think there's not one type of bin that is going to meet the needs of all the books, right? Like you need to have different size bins, kids need to curate those bins. Um, and they need to be easy to flip through because really cover sell books. Um, and then the last foundational belief, which I think is kind of the theme of this year's Reading Institute, was that books are windows, mirrors, and sliding glass doors, and everyone deserves to read about everyone. So I think that was kind of like the big theme um, for this year's mm -hmm. institute. Yeah, so we have these classroom libraries, and we want to make sure that, you know, how do we meet the needs of our students? And how do we make sure that these books are of interest to them? And I think, you know, this big theme at Roland Unified was just building the relationships with our students to know who they are, not just as students, but just as people, to understand um, who they are, what they're like, what they're going through. Because I think it's important to have that personal connection with them, to understand them as people first, and then to really know what we, how we can support them as students, right? So, yeah, and we've talked about you can't teach a kid unless you know at least 10 things about them, right? It's so one of the things that um, they said in the keynote too, right? Yes, with Sarah Med, right? Mm-hmm. Was just, you know, we, there are different ways that we can get to know our students. We can develop, you know, um, those identity webs and so forth and like, by building these relationships, we kind of know who they are as readers. So, and as a result, may invent, and also through the writing, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
kind of off track here, but like, you know, with Jellix and uh, Jellix Journey and Roland L's Journey, we started off as Writer's Workshop. And as, a, as schools, we both decided that it was um, easy, a great segue into Reader's Workshop because they built that background. And, you know, just looking at the writing pieces that these writing pieces that the students have, we really learned a lot about them. And through reading, we're gonna learn a lot about them as readers through the choices of their selection and then and like and also how can we support them to grow as readers so that that's a question I have we have these libraries what how what can we do with these libraries to support them as readers to level up right and to also like see how they see the world and how they see themselves also the whole you know sliding glass when uh, doors sliding glass doors mirrors windows yes the whole aspect of that and I know one thing that Tracy and I have been talking a lot about recently is how do we create a readerly experience for students in the same way that we have created for our own children, for our own daughters? Right. So we, I mean, you know, my daughter's a lot older than Ashley's <laughs> daughter. Um, and, I, you know, we think back, well, I think back about, like, I just wanted my daughter to be exposed to everything possible in books and just I just basically, like, flooded her with different types of books because I wanted her to be at a reader at a very young age even if it meant for her to read the same book over and over she took out in public and she read um great day for up over and over and everybody thought she was a reader because I read that book over to her over and over again and that's the type of experience I want for our students like I want them to grab those books that they love and to share with other people like I want them to have that readerly life that they do all deserve that so yeah and we know the most um, two most important powerful instructional design is really student access to many books and mm -hmm. personal choice of what to read right. I know for my daughter Clara who just turned two she's having a very similar experience to Emily you know she's at 18 months she was she memorized like tons of Mo Willems books right um, and she she has that love and joy of reading and and for some of our kids who I think are coming into kindergarten and this could be one of their first experiences to that kind of readerly mm. life you know that's really important and we, we have a lot of work to do yeah and I think one of the keynote speakers yeah. mentioned in order to become a reader they have to they have to be able to read and in order for them to read we have to give them the access to books and mm. so we talk about the classroom libraries and how you know we think about these classroom libraries are for our students, for our, our kids, and it has nothing to do with teachers. It's about having student access and having them be able to become readers. And, and it's more about, you know, developing them as readers and as people more than so like, this is out of teacher's convenience. Like it has, it has to be very student-centered. These classroom libraries have to be very student-centered to meet their needs. So what advice for teachers do we have when they're getting these classroom libraries? I think for sure, I think that second foundational belief about classroom libraries being living, breathing, and changing and understanding that the process to build a classroom library that reflects your readers, that reflects all those things, ownership and student choice, is going to take three to five years. Mm -hmm. We're getting these libraries for the first time, mm -hmm. um, and it's going to take a long time. But right. we need to, as teachers, know that it's not a static library, it's constantly changing, it's constantly evolving, and it will be like that forever because our students are constantly changing and evolving, right? Right, and it's important for them to be know that this is a classroom, uh, it involves a classroom community, it doesn't just 
you know, these books don't really belong to the teachers, they belong to the students. And I think it's a great idea that great feeling to know that they do have access because, you know, the district is purchasing all these books for them. So it's giving them the um, opportunity to become these great readers that they should be. Yeah, and I think once we really have that ingrained into our hearts, Mm -hmm. that we have these books that they need to be reflective of our readers, then we can start really talking about right. the big and hard and challenging work that we need to do as teachers um, about conferring and small group work and data-informed instruction and reading and writing connections, which is going to be the first series in our podcast, right? Yes, Our yes. big takeaways um, from our from, super fun week last week. Yeah, from Teachers College. There's so much to share, and it's just very overwhelming, but at the same time, it's great to be able to talk to you to... Um, see what ideas we can come up with to support our teachers in the classrooms. So, yeah. yeah. And I think just the best part of coming to TC every year is about meeting educators from all around the world. And you sit at these tables with people you don't know. And I think it's, it's that kind of um, being out of your comfort zone and being vulnerable right. is that really is what pushing is pushing your thinking and, and pushing you to do more. And that's why I'm really excited to do this podcast with you, Tracy, because I feel like that's what we're doing. Me and you are coming together. We're talking about something we're really passionate about, and and we're being really vulnerable. Right, and it's just, you know, um, Lucy Calkins, out of her keynote on the first day of um, the Institute, talked about how this work cannot be done alone. There, I mean, there are times we feel very isolated because we're in a classroom with four walls and whatnot, but... um, the reflecting piece that cannot be done alone and they kind of really need each other and this podcast if anything you know it's more about it's not really more about you know telling what we know but if anything it's more about sharing what we know and also learning from others so that's part of the work in um, our podcast yeah. so we are learn our network so hopefully we continue to grow as educators and you know get to know each other in this process so it'll be a good thing So stay tuned for our first series, Candid Conversations with BTL, um, where we will be sharing some of the big um, ideas from last week in New York. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Between Between the the Ladies. Ladies.